Would you join with me in the prayer for illumination found in your bulletin? Awaking God, stir our imagination by the power of your Holy Spirit, that in receiving your word, we might faithfully live into the new world of mercy and justice you are creating in our midst. A lesson from the Old Testament from the prophet Micah, chapter 6. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgressions, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. The Word of God for the people of God. Today we find ourselves at the beginning of a journey. The season of Lent is a time when we walk with Christ to the cross. We enter a period of self-reflection, as we look upon our contributions to the sin that put Christ on the cross. This 40-day period mirrors the wilderness experience Jesus had at the beginning of his ministry where he fasted, prayed, and was tempted. This retreat took him from his surroundings to prepare him for the long haul of his ministry and gives us an example of how our faith can be renewed in light of the upcoming celebration of Easter. During this time of year, we attempt to be more intentional in our faith journey by putting aside things that distract us from God's voice or take on practices that help us connect with God more clearly. The question that comes up for us is, what is that thing? What's that spiritual practice or what's that distraction I can lay aside that will effectively help me to turn the focus off of myself and more acutely on what God has to reveal to me? What can I do that will help me celebrate the joy of Easter with a greater sense of what Christ did for us those many years ago? To help us as a congregation work through those questions, we'll be focusing on the words of the prophet Micah throughout Lent. The verses we read today are ones that are familiar to many of us. They are a go-to in church circles when considering how God calls us each to live. Reflecting on the misdeeds and the mistakes are reflecting on the pain that our misdeeds and mistakes cause. Micah doesn't shy away from the words that condemn his people for walking away from their faith and allowing a world not focused on the one true God to overly influence their lives. In the midst of a perspective in the book that goes back and forth between words from God and then the laments of the people, a question is asked as to the proper way to show a penitent heart. The author asks if offering up something special to God would be what God wants. What can I give you out of my abundance that would please you, God? But the answer that is given is one that challenges us 
to turn the focus away from ourselves, away from seeking a way to make our place right in the eyes of God, and onto a path of considering others. Why can't I just give a dove, a ram, or a calf, or whatever's in my wallet? I have those things, and they're important. In the world we live today, we can understand this line of thinking because much of our life is transactional. I pay this, I get that. So the sensibilities of the speaker seem well-intentioned to us. Why not just make an offering out of the abundance that we have or even go broke trying to make our penance? If I'm doing the right thing, a good outcome should come, right? The answer to this question, why can't we do that? It's because transactional faith does not change us. In order to be truly changed and become what God has created us to be, we need to turn our focus to the outside. The things we do that cause our distance from God and the pain in our lives also affect others. Micah is challenging us to see that by urging us to turn our attention outward in order to focus on others and, most importantly, to focus on God. The seeking or doing of justice, the loving kindness or mercy, depending on how you read it, and walking humbly are actions that force us to put ourselves at the back of the line. They force us away from a transactional state of mind to a more incarnational way of living. It gives us a viewpoint of our interconnectedness as humanity, helping us to consider how our actions affect others. And what better way to do that than by trying to affect positive outcomes, positive change in the lives of others? One of the most impactful stories I have heard in the last few years is told by Francois Clemens about his relationship with Fred Rogers, who we know from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Francois Clemens played the part of Officer Clemens on the show for 25 years, As the show was just getting off the ground, Fred asked Francois to come in 1968 to play the role of Officer Clemens. At first, Francois was very, shall we say, apprehensive. In the day and age, we find ourselves in the 60s, an African-American in a children's program was something to consider and step back and pause. What he was being asked to do was no small thing. He ultimately decided to take the part in the show and became the first African-American actor to have a recurring role on a children's television series. During one particular episode, Mr. Rogers invites Officer Clemens, who is coming by for a visit, to rest his feet with him and to share a kiddie pool with him. You don't have to look very deep in the history books to learn about the tension segregation created around the sharing of pools you can start to see what Mr. Rogers is doing in this moment. He's inviting an African-American man to share the joy of a cool pool of water with him. After a brief conversation about enjoying a time of rest, and as they're coming to the end of their encounter, Mr. Rogers proceeds to dry the feet of Officer Clemens. Mr. Rogers, an ordained Presbyterian minister, knows the significance of washing someone's feet. 
the simple act of sharing a pool and caring for another by washing their feet gives us a glimpse of what Micah is calling us to do, to justice, to kindness, to humility. This is how God lived among us through Christ. We read in Philippians 3 that Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. What would it look like for that to be true of us? Today, we'll take the mark of death on our forehead. It's a reminder of the finitude of our lives here on earth. It's a reminder of the scriptures that call us to sackcloth and ashes in order to humbly reflect on our sin, the ways we have missed the mark and brought about hardship in our lives and the lives of others, and the ways we have failed to be an obedient church. In acknowledging those truths about us and our communities, we put ourselves in a position to be open to change. When we name the certainties of death and our predilection to fail, we begin to understand who we are in relation to God and our need for God's graceful work in our lives. So what does the Lord require of us? to act justly, to love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Would you pray with me? God of the ashes, today let us hold the tension of the story of our making, born of the dirt, beautifully connected to the earth we walk on, and yet possessing the knowledge of our own mortality, but our common decay cannot be escaped. As we begin Lent, Help us become honest about the ways our societies and selfhoods are marred by injustice, cruelty, neglect, and greed. Help us to see our own role in the degeneration of the world, that as we push back evil around us, we might also admit those secret evils that dwell in us. As we name how we've been complicit in the ashes of this world, help us to bear them in solidarity and hope. Amen.